lonely crossroad in the Carpathian Mountains, four travelers find themselves abandoned at nightfall by a local coach driver who was afraid to go any further. There's no driver. A coach with horses that knew the way, a table laid for four. Was this kindly hospitality? Isn't your master joining us for dinner? No, sir. I'm afraid not. Is he indisposed? He's dead. Why should a dead man be interested in entertaining guests? Dracula, Prince of Darkness, King of the Vampires. For ten years, his mortal remains were cherished by his faithful servant, awaiting the opportunity and a victim to provide the life force for the reincarnation of Dracula. A strange premonition warns the guests at Castle Dracula that their host is ready to receive them. I must kill him. He is already dead. He is undead, Mr. Kent. He can be destroyed, but not killed. You don't need Charles. (laughs) Welcome uh, to Movie Humpers. Hello. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. Halloween Hump Fest every weekday in October, all October long. We're talking about horror movies. Drops five days a week, at yes. least. Yes, yes, at yes. At minimum. And every Monday, we're hitting up the Hammer Dracula series, at least the first five. I regret to inform you, though, that um, Peter Cushing as Van Helsing does not return until Dracula AD, which we will not be able to get to. It'll be uh, the movie... Yeah, he doesn't return until you told me just he came before. in the next one. I was incorrect. I was incorrect, and I apologize. But you wanted to say something about your your background and how great it is. No, I was gonna say you know something really scary: the lack of cool background behind me. I think people love having a glare off of that black TV that's never on. That TV that never comes on, and I never that use it. You wanted. Yeah, it didn't work out. It also, didn't work out. There's it's some, an old television. There's some functionality issues. We didn't want to buy a new television. I'm going to take it down, guys, I promise. But listen, we pre-recorded some stuff. So, like, it's going to get cool, but then from day to day, it might not be cool, and it'll be cool again. So, it'll be, like, a surprise every time. I think my background, I do like my background, and there's room to actually add more into my background, which I there like. There is room to add more. But you also, I also are covering up your... Uh, Simpsons figure. It's okay. That's a fluctuating shelf. It'll, <laughs> things will be up and down. Can people even see 
uh, that far into the background. I don't know. I wonder if they can zoom in. See Uncle Baby Billy? Yeah, people that have commented on Uncle Baby Billy. He is going to watch over us. He's our spiritual advisor. And uh, what better one could you have? But, yeah, I'm going to zoom in right now. It's going to zoom in. I'm going to see if you can see (laughs) the the titles that are on that (laughs) little Little preview? Yeah, perhaps. Oh, and our I had a Thanksgiving theme. Um, We're kind of meandering here. Yes. But you're going to change your background. I am. To something cooler. Yeah. Can't wait to see whatever that is. Yeah. That's your wall. Okay. So you can take down or put up anything you got. We got our American movie decoration. That's the only thing I would really recommend stay. Well, I hung that. I chose to hang that there, so it's not going. Yeah. So, but... um, And also, you can't see it probably, but there is also a signed... uh, By uh, Mark uh, Borchardt. Was that his name? Yeah, but it's... Yeah, it's signed signed by him. Yeah. Because we we donated to Coven, Coven 2. Well, one of our friends did yes, in your name. Yes, on our behalf. Thank you, Stuart. Which is very Stuart. sweet. Thank you, Stuart. But ne- we ha- I had a partial theme for next month. There's going to be two theme, a double theme month next month. Okay. Uh, for November. It was going to be comfort food, meaning movies that from our past that we like, mm. that, you know, really kind of defined us maybe growing up or together or whatever. Yeah. And like each of us will have a couple of picks of our past movies that we love. But I was also going to be doing one in which Peter Bogdanovich movies okay. starring Sybil Shepherd. There is four or five of them. And the first one being The Last Picture Show, which is a movie I've been wanting to see for a while. Me too. I've so, never. So we're probably still going to watch that. But the other one's Daisy Miller, Long Live Love, which is a deep cut musical with her and Burt Reynolds in it. Oh, wow. And a, and a sequel to The Last Picture Show called Texasville. Okay. But Daisy Miller at Long Last Love in Texasville are fucking deep fucking cut movies. <laughs> I mean, as as much as Bogdanovich is praised for a lot of his movies, he's made a lot of them. Uh, the Last Picture Show is pretty iconic. But those other selections, like, you can't find them streaming. Yeah. The DVDs are out of print. Meaning when you're looking up, you're like, okay, I'll buy at Long Last Love. People are like, okay, that'll be $60 Ooh. for this DVD print Ooh. from like 2003. So I may have to change up my expected theme. We'll go ahead and watch the, the last picture show next month. But maybe what isn't comfort foodie should be some good old uh, family-oriented movies. Okay. We'll keep it in the family. See if we can't keep it clean. The kind of movies that we can all sit around together as a family and appreciate. Mm. You know? Yeah. Bring the kids around. Bring the kids around your podcast, your speakers, uh, their YouTube. Kids love to watch YouTube videos. Get your kids. Are you going to censor us for those episodes if we mess up? We'll do our best to not be naughty. (laughs) Okay. You know? We'll do our best to not be naughty. But this month, we're being fucking naughty as we want. (laughs) Because it's Halloween Hump Fest. It is. Hammer selections every Monday and Dracula is back with Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Uh, Once again, directed by Terrence Fisher, written by John Sansom, John Elder. And Jimmy Sangster is not credited, but he claims in interviews that he's written it. That actually happens quite a bit. Sure. 
Uh, it does happen quite a bit. Um, starring uh, Christopher Lee, Barbara Shelley, Andrew Keir, Philip Lathan. I realized that I forgot to report that in Brides of Frankenstein, there was a hammer. There's a, there are hammers. There is also a hammer in this movie. Yeah. Just thought, in case you all were really upset that I didn't revisit that on the second hammer horror, we're, we're full of hammers up in here. This is me hammering something. Oh! <laughs> I clipped that. All right. You fucked up. You'll notice in Dracula, Prince of Darkness, the return of Christopher Lee as Dracula. 1966, this came out. It's uh, the last Dracula... The last time he was in a movie was 58. So yeah. it took this long for him to get back into the role. They say it's been 10 years since he died. And you'll notice that he doesn't say any words. Not a word. You didn't notice that until I mentioned that after the movie was over. Well, at, I guess at you some, didn't think about it. Well, but. at some point, I was kind of waiting for him to speak. And then I just got caught up in it and didn't. Realize until you pointed out that he definitely said nothing. I think that points out to how good a performance he is in this. He says so much with his eyes. He really is kind of great. Like, the atmosphere in this movie is definitely a little more refined in this movie. I love the overall atmosphere. And I love his performance. And I felt like everything was actually, like, actually pretty well executed in this movie. Yeah, the castle design... Was brilliant. We actually have a pullback image of a castle of Dragon's Castle. We have a castle real castle, and when they go in the first time you see it, it actually does look inviting and lovely and kind of like bright. It looks very comfortable to me. Yeah. When you first walk into this place, and honestly, the area downstairs where they're hanging people and cutting their throats, I look like I could crawl into that coffin and take a little nap. It looked out. cozy. I, I wouldn't you want to sleep in these coffins? I think Do something if we pull anything from these Hammer films, <laughs> maybe we should throw out our bed, <laughs> replace it with two coffins, Where and, and a coffin for the dogs. <laughs> so fucked. <laughs> Coffins for the dogs. Now, there's some, um, some open debate as to why Christopher Lee is not talking. Okay, and, that won't hit me. And I there are, know. and there are, um, there's interviews with him himself where he explains it. People all over the world who've seen that film have asked me why I didn't speak in it. I didn't say a word for the entire film. The answer is very simple. I read the script, and the lines were literally unsayable. They were not Bram Stoker. This was a great fight I used to have over the years with Hammer. I kept on saying, why don't you use Stoker's words? Stoker's dialogue, if you like. No, 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 no. So somebody used to write up lines like, I am the apocalypse. And, oh, I mean, beyond belief. So I said, I'm sorry, I'm not saying these lines. You know, you get, get a terrific laugh, which I'm quite convinced we would have done. Says, He's the one that's right, so. Well, you think so? I mean, okay, hit me. You know, you never know. We don't know these people. I think you want Christopher Lee to be right because you like his work. Jimmy <laughs> Sangster, again, who isn't credited with, with writing this, but kind of mm, takes... Wonder why. Maybe he wrote the bad dialogue. Well, he takes credit for it uh, in this book, Inside Hammer, okay. where he writes about his experience at Hammer Studios, where he said that he didn't write any dialogue for Dracula mm -hmm. in this movie. Because vampires don't speak, which I don't think is... That's not a thing. That is not a rule. 
It's N- never been a thing. Now you're now right now you're like this Jimmy Sankster's full of shit. Yeah. But there is a shooting script available. But again, it may not be the original script. A shooting script that shows no dialogue for Dracula. Yeah. There have been other interviews where Christopher Lee has stated that it was a producer's choice that we all decided that Dracula wouldn't speak. That sounds more like a diplomatic response to this. Here's the deal. Scripts go through so many revisions before they're done. Someone could have taken a pass at it where they threw in five or six lines for him that were terrible. And he went to a producer and said, I don't want to say this. It's dumb. And the producer went, yeah, let's make him not talk. Like, that's probably more like what happened. And, you know, we're we're not in the biz. We just talk about it. But usually this, the producer is going to be approving of something before it gets to the actor, right? Yeah, I mean, and I've just heard different people who are in the biz talking about how, you know, things change so much. Like, certain people who, like, write a script, by the time it's filmed, it's not even their movie anymore. So, Christopher Lee's most diplomatic response is that it was all a collective decision Agreed between upon. him and the producers. And I'm wondering if there's any other script copies, because I'm so curious, is did Jimmy Sankster write dialogue? Because I know you want to accept Christopher Lee's... Christopher Lee, when you hear him in the some of the research I, that I've done, looking back at some of his depictions of Dracula, he always felt like it should have been more hardcore into the yeah. Bram Stoker way of things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, for me, that the combination of what he brings into it and the Hammer production kind of does provide what makes it feel different yeah. and what makes it unique. Yeah. Maybe he's right. It would have been like um, something more of a masterpiece, but it is still something that I kind of en- enjoy sitting through. Absolutely. But also Christopher Lee is kind of, when he's referencing his time as playing Dracula, he he does wax poetically on the character himself and what he appreciates about the character but he also has some like grumbling misgivings about his time in dealing with production and Hammer Studios. Like he, like you get the vibe that he felt like he never really got to do what he really got to do. But at the same time, he, he feel it feels like he does so much for this character mm-hmm. and what you're seeing in this movie. Never satisfied. And maybe that's what makes him an artist. That's what I was actually gonna say. So, yeah. If you're not, if you think you, if you think you nailed it, then you have nowhere to go. Uh, You have anything to learn. If it couldn't be better than it was, no one's perfect. Nothing's perfect. So we got some English tourists. They're going to climb, right? You said they're climbers? They said they were going to Carlsbad. As you do. To climb. In the Carpathian Mountains. They were going to go climbing. And listen, we never get to the climbing, and I really wanted to see what their, like, climbing gear and clothes looked like. They certainly... people were... Froofy. It's funny because it's funny because they're in that village, and of course we have villagers that don't want to acknowledge anything weird going on. Right. We're est- we there is an established that since Dracula has died, that that people have stepped up in a cult like way. You said last movie should have been called Cult of Dracula. Yes, I still think, that. and I think the movie as it's carrying the story forward kind of lends itself to what you think it should have been in the last movie. Because yeah, people are stepping up into the role. People are like horned up for Dracula, even though he's been dead for ten years. They like what he's. They like his style, his flair. There is this weird thing though, because it seems like you know it's been ten years, and yes, these people have stepped up, but something seems to have been lost along the way because it opens on these villagers who are 
pretending like the castle doesn't even exist, ignoring the whole fact. But they're ready to, like, burn a young dead girl because they think she might be a vampire. She didn't have anything on her neck. Yeah. Like, this, this, um, uh, what's it, who, what is Sandor he? the monk. Sandor the monk. Uh, the burly I kept wood, calling him Moses. The burly woods monk. Yeah, the burly woods monk comes up and he's like, y'all are idiots. Yeah. You're being superstitious and stupid. And so he basically is like, you're not going to burn this girl today. You're going to go bury her at the church. Because you can look at her really quickly and see that she wasn't bitten by a vampire. You just think any young girl needs to be burned in case. Your your hair is very full and free. I feel like your hair is what, like... <laughs> <laughs> what the women's hair would be after they turn into vampires Ooh, in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Vampire. Like they have it done up, and then and then after they turn into vampires, it's all down and loose like that. <laughs> it was really funny that you know they're immediately pegged as tourists, even though everyone has the same accent. Yeah, but know? but the monk immediately <laughs> like he enters the inn and he goes straight to them and starts chatting them up and warns them immediately. Uh, do not go to that castle. And they're like, there's no castle. There's not a castle they don't on the have, map. Yeah, it's not on the map. And he's like, yeah, well. Just because it's on the map. Because everyone's super. Doesn't mean it's not real. Did you buy that map local? A guy who's driving them, their coachman. Apparently they break down and are four hours late. And it's going to get dark and he dumps them on the floor. Yeah, yeah. But then a, a, a carriage comes up An with no one in carriage, it. carriage, just horses. And it knows where to go. Yeah, they get on and they're like, oh, we're going to go to Carlsbad. And these horses are like, nah, you're coming to my house. And then they decide, uh, everyone's like, fine, we'll, we'll go to the, the castle of the big wooded monk did. And I think told us not to go into. It's interesting because there's like the older couple and the younger couple and the men are brothers and the younger man is kind of like more game for a laugh, right? And so is his wife. Like they're a little more fun. They're a little more like, oh, this could be an adventure. The older man seems really put out and his wife Seems really stuck up. Helen understands foreshadowing. But she, yes. So Helen <laughs> is a stuck up woman who complains who a is, lot. Who is correct. But yeah. she's also correct. correct. And it's one of those difficult things where it's almost like a Helen cried wolf situation because she complains about everything. So no one's really listening to her. I just felt bad for Helen. I honestly. did too. She truly was like, something is wrong. At one point, her husband is like, Everything will be fine in the morning. And she goes, there won't be a morning for us. She understands. I love Helen. And she still couldn't just be like, I don't know. I just would have left. I would have started walking. I guess. I mean, I guess they, some things could get you in the night, but. The idea of time and how far away, like, there's like a shack they almost stayed in. The way that they talk the next day, it's like that shack is like a two-hour walk away. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe she didn't want to go out alone in the dark. Yeah, I guess I get Especially it. Especially if you're scared. I get it. Who knows? She knows something's wrong, but she's hopeful. And What is she going to do? She wants rooms, to stay with her husband. The rooms are nice. Well, so, and, and this is something interesting. It's weird how there are things about this movie that are not consistent with the first one, even though it was Christopher Lee. And they do show the end of the beginning. Yeah. Or the end of the last movie at the beginning of this one of how he died. Yeah. Van Helsing killing him. But then, um, you know, they get there and they're greeted by this servant who we never saw in the first movie named Clove, Clove with he, a K. He joined the cult after the fact. Yes. And so he, he like feeds them and he unpacks their bags and he puts them to bed. And then he goes and gets Dracula's room ready. Yeah. And he's got his ashes, which looks like 
the salt when I was in school, if in elementary school, if you threw up on the floor, they would dump sawdust on it to soak up the vomit <laughs> yeah, juice. Yeah. Uh, that's what uh, that, that's what Dracula's ashes look like. Yeah, because it's bone chunks. So he pours it all out and sets it all up. So they hear a noise. Yeah. And it wakes up Helen, and Helen actually says, "You said my name," and he, that's what it is. She w- starts up out of sleep and says, "What's wrong? You said my name," and he's like, "I didn't say your name." And she's like, "Something or someone said my name," and then they hear a noise, and so he, she's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "Okay, I'll go check." She wants to come with him, and he's like, no, stay here. Lock the door behind me. I'll go check. He sees Clove taking a chest into a room, and he right. follows him. And so basically he follows, and then he's in there, and he sees the Dracula set like, up. Set up well, his and then Clove the comes up behind him and bangs him on the head. Well, stabs him. Oh, stabs him. That's right. He stabs him. Then he hangs him by his feet and cuts his this throat. brilliant because it took forever. He hung... He- he put a noose around his feet, and then he slowly cranked yeah, this yeah. thing to like Clove bring is, him up. It was I liked very Clove cool. I liked Clove a lot as well. Uh, but yeah, then he gets him up there, and he like slices him with this knife, and it's got this bright red blood that you see like pouring its own shot. Pouring. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts foaming and growing, and you see like a body form gradually in the way. Uh, this. <gasps> The way they do their little practical effects, it's, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I, I did want him to need more than one body. I wanted a little bit of like a Hellraiser, Hellraiser situation. You where you have to keep slurping up Where he's bodies. like kind of there, but not really all the way better. So then he's got to go kill someone else and give him more blood. Or maybe, he's really creepy coming to get like Helen. You can maybe attribute that to him not talking. Like maybe he's just feels incomplete. Like he's just resurrected. But also uh, Christopher Lee comes back, right? And he looks sad as fuck he comes out he looks genuinely depressed to be returned and then through this ritual and he looks like a broken man who is completely driven to survival but you get this sense that he doesn't want to do what he's doing Mm -hmm. and it's more so a factor here like in the original dracula was all about the sensuality like maybe he was just driven by the lust of his hunger but in this one it's like he he's just he looks completely depressed to have to suddenly be right back into this and do it and it's not going to stop him from doing what he's got to do to be dracula it gives the sensation that it's more of a curse to be him and that maybe he's not that bad at his core but he's just driven by what you like think of people in your life that have been addicted to things or if you've had an addiction mm-hmm. and there's a part of them that always is the person that you've always loved about yes. them but to feed an addiction there's also a part of them that is like lizard brained that'll make you steal from your own grandma or yeah. do whatever it takes to get your next feed absolutely there's also you know, you talking about him being lonely, like, that's what struck me the most. And then if you think back, especially on Christopher Lee, he always is trying to have one woman. He wants a partner. He can't find one that's not just, like, a blood-hungry nympho. And he's extremely protective. He doesn't want his girls, like, turning each other. No, he yeah. Wants, he wants 
control. And he doesn't, he only seems to turn men out of necessity, yeah. like in the first one. Uh, well, no, he didn't turn the first man. The woman turned the man. Yeah. So he doesn't turn guys from what we've seen. The brides of Dracula was that fucking baron, like trying to get a harem of ladies. That yeah. wasn't Christopher Lee. It's interest. It's just interesting to me. Like it's like he is trying to find like someone to be with him. And so Clove uh, goes and talks to Helen. Is like, hey, your man's downstairs. Oh yeah, you better Why don't go. You come say what's up. This is a trick that works twice. And so she goes down there, and sure enough, Christopher Lee is there looking sad, like a sad fuck boy, and. There goes Helen. They don't get the couple right away, right? When do they... they she encounters Helen... But she's turned Helen's vampire now. Yeah, so it's the next morning and she can't find Helen or her husband's brother. And they actually do, they leave and they go to that shack. And then he's like, I got to go back because he you thought maybe here. they left and went to the shack. He was looking for them at the shack. He thought maybe they got scared. And, I mean, it's his brother. And Helen wanted to leave. And so he's like, I got to go back. You stay here. Well, he goes back. And then Clove shows up in the carriage and says, hey, lady, your husband sent me to get you. Yeah. yeah. Get in the carriage. Again, let's go back to the again, castle. Again, it works again. So that's when she goes in and Helen is there and Helen looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Helen's had, what did you say, her vampire glow up. Yeah, vampire glow up. Hair's down, flowy dress. Something wrong, isn't there? Where's Alan? Nothing's wrong. Sister. Where's Charles? You don't need Charles. Dracula's like, no, that's when he gets really possessive. He's very controlling of who is turning what. And he, he like throws Helen. Yeah. And again, he's n- never looking happy. Mm-hmm. At, not. A, I think there's one point where he just slowly goes into a smile. It's, But it's more of a, I'm going to show you my teeth smile. It's like. Yeah. So then the husband. Oh, then they realize the necklace that Helen's wearing a cross necklace. Diana's wearing a cross necklace and it burns Helen. Yeah. And so then her husband like makes a cross with some swords. Took, and takes them a they minute. Escape. Clove throws two coffins in the back of a carriage and he makes his way towards town as yeah. well. And everyone ends up at the monastery. And, so and Sandor is basically like I. T- I fucking told you not to do that. They have this plan that as soon as Diana's good enough to go back to England, they're going to send her away and then they're going to go kill Dracula. But they don't want to leave her alone until they can send her away. They don't want to go off and try to kill him now because he knows Dracula may come for her. Little does he know, Dracula's already there. And there's an eagle. There's a a Renfield, but they don't call him Renfield. Ludwig? Ludwig, yeah. Yeah, Ludwig. So, yeah, and he we see him eat a fly and he's... It's very cute. And yeah, because it's a cult of Dracula. So there are people that are want to serve him. 
And yeah, so we get a soft Renfield here who is, uh, an eccentric weirdo who works on books and stuff, but they cage him in his room at night because he's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So he chisels out the bars on his windows so he can escape through. It's just this guy that they imprison every night. Yeah. But he's, he's gone so that he can invite Dracula into the, into the monastery. Yeah. And he's sh- gone to Dracula. Do they end up? Turning Diane? I know Helen ends up getting staked. So what happens is, before Helen gets staked, she comes into Diana's room and she bites her on the wrist. Mm. And then... Cauterizing. They do the cauterizing with the lamp, but then they don't put holy water on it. They just put, like, ointment and a Band-Aid. So I guess maybe the ointment has holy water in it. I don't know. They didn't talk about it, but... Holy water was well, not Well, a done. monk, a priest, uh, a wooded, a woods priest did uh, apply yeah, on So she it. was fine. But then they end up getting on their horses and chasing the carriage. And they kill Clove at some point. Yeah. And then the carriage crashes. Dracula's coffin. Slides. They get back to Tr- Castle Dracula. And I thought it was concrete, but you're like, no, it's ice. It's ice. And the reason I knew it was ice immediately was because when... What's the guy's name? Sandor. No, the, the main guy. Charles? Charles. As main guy is Christopher st- Lee. That's well, yes, our main yes, boy. Yes, the main guy. But I mean, like, the the, the head of the... The brother douche. Non-vampires. Um, The brother douche. <laughs> Who is the head um, of the non-vampires? Sandor. <laughs> That'd be Sandor. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. The guy that's Diana's husband. So as soon as he walks out onto the ice, um, he's slippy. He's, like, slippy around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I knew it was ice. Getting dark and Sandor's like, you've run out of time! You've run out of time! And he... Dracula, like slams the lid open on his coffin and then they fight and then um sandor's shooting shooting the ice and and at first i'm like wow he's really breaking up that concrete but (laughs) like it's ice and so then he realizes it's fucking the shit up and they mentioned that running water i've heard that rule before it feels more like a witch thing there's some vampire rules that are just like yeah that's a problem for like everyone right yeah like oh you can burn them like well yeah yeah you can burn anybody uh, a stake through the heart will kill them uh, yeah it'll kill me too yeah um crosses will burn their skin same <laughs> and yeah you can drown in running water apparently so can vampires but yeah. it's not clear if this water is running i think so uh, it's not it's just water but what ends up happening is this whole chunk, like, s- turns on its side. He slides down. It closes on him. And the last image you see of Christopher Lee is him under the water, presumably frozen to death. Which is the, we watched the U.S. version only because from what I read, it had a little bit more. And that image of his face in the ice is apparently a U.S. version and not a U.K. Interesting. version. Interesting. There's just these minor things that seem... Yeah, maybe did they think that was like silly or something? Right. So we went with the US version just because it just had that slight little more. Yeah, like give us all the extra scenes. Right. But yeah, so and then obviously that sets up the next movie for someone is going to come along and thaw him out. I believe the next one will be called Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. From his watery grave. So he will be back. Christopher Lee will be back. And it does leave it wide open for him. Uh, to re- to return, mm-hmm. and I wasn't too you know. I felt like everything story wise and the way ever the characters were and the way everything is set up in the atmosphere is the best part. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lee's performance, the part where they're shooting the ice to get him in, it's kind of like whatever. But I love the whole 
like I said, the atmosphere of the movie itself, the style, the tone. And I'm really, really into what Christopher Lee brought to this performance in this particular movie. And I'm curious as to where he goes. I don't want him to be total sad boy all the time, but in this one, just the idea of him being so fucking depressed looking after coming back from the dead, like, like it's all he's meant to do is just to keep coming back and keep doing this over and over and over again. Like he, it's like he has a cult, but he doesn't really want it, but he'll still take it. You know what, what we've heard multiple times in these movies is that if the vampire is killed, it, it releases their original soul. Mm. The evil is what you're killing. Yeah. So, and and there's presumably in all of these movies an afterlife, right? That you're not going to until you're released from this evil. Yeah. And so was he in some afterlife, like, doing just fine and then got pulled back? Like, they don't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, like, was he, you know, was it that thing of, like... No, I didn't need to be here. He was anymore. content, but was now fine. he's here, driven with that hunger that he's going to uh, take, and the control I mean, that he's that is an extension of like yeah. the things he his desire for the control, indicative of the control he doesn't have. Because the only way that Dracula is also not released when he's killed is if he was never a person. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He if he was ever a person, then the same rules should apply. So, yeah, I really, I actually really like this one. I want in the next one, my dream is that, so we saw sexy Dracula. We saw sad boy Dracula. Now I want like genuinely in love Dracula. Yeah, yeah. I want like romantic Dracula. Get back into the sensuality, the romance. Yeah, but not so like, not so much like I'm a fuck you. Like, I want to love you. I want you to like be my lady for eternity. Let me love you. Yeah, I don't want to. All these girls. I, I believe Justin Bieber girl. said that to Selena Gomez in a mm. song, which that just, I'm just throwing that out there to, to, to let y'all know I know what the kids are talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a video today where she sang a song about, um, I had to let you go to love myself. And he, like, looks distraught and his wife is comforting him in the audience. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> Boy, the uh, lives of the the rich and famous. Huh? I mm-hmm. guess I guess we're not immune to a little bit of gossip here and there. It comes in between my pimple popping videos occasionally. <laughs> 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 you, we retain it, I guess a little. Well, some of it we do retain. So we're gonna rate this. We're gonna give it one through five yeah. combined for best out of ten. Uh, in terms of like a full package, love the Christopher Lee performance here. This yeah. is my favorite one so far. Oh, it's hard for me because I really loved the first one. Yeah, it's really good I too. The first one was really good. This one felt much more dramatic, mm-hmm. much more almost like grand. The first one felt more like a play. If you struggle with depression, like many do, you might be able to connect with this one a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Or Dracula a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I it was definitely darker. It was definitely heavier. It was definitely more beautiful. And I feel like uh, you mentioned that, like, we, we did a, um, a, a, a episode on Renfield. Yeah. That vampire movie that came out earlier this year. You were talking about how at certain angles, uh, Nick Cage kind of looks like Christopher Lee. Yeah. Or his performance. I mean, Christopher Lee kind of refined the idea of what a Dracula look is. Yeah. And as we as we go into this, in my mind, you know, 
probably prior to doing this, in my mind, the core image of Dracula probably was Bela Lugosi, but I feel like it's turning more and more into Christopher or Lee. Not Christopher Reeves. You did that again. Sexy Christopher Reeves. That's, again, that's going to be my Halloween costume. (laughs) Sexy Christopher Reeves. But yeah, like Christopher Lee does feel like, like a good default in your brain Dracula for sure. What's your rating? You know what? I'm going to fucking give it a four. For pure performance, for pure Dracula performance, I think it gets me up to a four as well. Yeah. I, there, I think there is something kind of, uh, special about this one. If they tried to shove someone else beside Christopher Lee in, it would not be. No, no, it would not be. be he here. made this movie. He did, and uh, and his approach and his idea behind the character and what his his personal decisions. You kind of you kind of want it to be true that he threw out all the dialogue himself because yeah. you want him as an artist to to just mat because that seems believable because the his control over the character represents how much he does appreciate the character which what which is what makes it seem believable that he would be like like he said he said he complained that like about a a line that said lines like i am the apocalypse and oh i mean beyond belief i am the apocalypse sounds pretty cool but it doesn't but it doesn't really go with the idea of what he thought dracula was like this tragic figure it doesn't fit this dracula he's not going to declare himself the apocalypse He's going to wish for the apocalypse to come free him from this turmoil. Yeah. Also, he I mean, he looms so large. We don't see him for the first 30 minutes of this movie. That's an eight. So I believe this is our first uh, A-tier Hammer film is uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Not to be confused with our review of Prince of, Prince Darkness, of Darkness last Friday. Uh, yeah. This is different. Just a happy coincidence. And there it is. Dracula, Prince of Darkness, between Manhunter and inside Lewin Davis. Okay. <laughs> Our highest Hammer film so far. But even like the B or C tier ones, there is something we kind of get out of that too. Yeah. I think there's just something about like this is, this level of camp is kind of the camp I like. They're, oh, yeah. There, I mean, there's certain, some people can take a lot of deep horror camp from I don't really like the mod. I've seemed to like the classic camp a little more than the modern camp. Yeah, I guess is what I'm saying. I get that. And I don't know. Watching these, like, even if some things seem corny, watching these uh, British stage actors just really overchew their moments. Yeah, it, it does have an appeal to me. Well, it, they were trying. I think the difference is they were genuinely trying to make something good that ended up being camp. Now people are trying to make something like what happened back then. They're trying to be camp. I think that is the difference. And yeah. also I think in a lot of modern horror that I have a problem with is that you got to like this is kind of the Rob zombification. The yes. Rob Zombie aspect of it. It's that I know he loves that shit more than anything. But sometimes if you want to make something re- a refreshing horror then maybe you shouldn't be like some mental horror lifer yeah. because what you're going to do is just going to come off a little like I know a lot of people like his movies. I have serious problems with them personally. Agree. But it is like like the 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 guy who's really good at doing a haunted house and is obsessed with Halloween actually might not be the person you're going to want to make a horror movie that resonates yeah. in a way yeah. because they're only going to resonate it in the method of that they've known and recycled into their interest the whole time. Yeah. It actually seems like it might be harder for them to make a resonating horror film that I would enjoy 
Yes. Than it would be for someone who's just kind of coming from a different angle of it all, you know? Yeah. Anyway, check our show notes and links in other places to find us. Uh, let us know what you think about our Hammer Horror Dracula journey. Do you appreciate Christopher Lee's performance in the hair like we did? It really did resonate uh, very well with me. And it is so interesting that he never said a word. He just like was like, oh, at one point. Like and subscribe. Comment anything you want. You got any fun facts about Hammer Studios you want to share? Go right Or ahead. Hammers. Or Hammers. Tell us all everything you know about Hammers. What's your favorite type? Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.